Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Wow, here we are, episode 50. How amazing. Thank you so much, listeners. Thank you so much to all my guests. I'm grateful and blessed to have hit this milestone, but it honestly is not possible without everyone subscribing and downloading and streaming every week. It has been a lot of fun, and here's to 50 more. And of course, a huge thanks to Crystal Blue Sound Studios, where all 50 shows have been recorded, and a great job has been done to give Now Hear This Entertainment the true professional sound you've come to enjoy. Now let's get episode 50 started. We started this journey with a guest on episode 1, who was on The Voice in 2013, So fittingly, joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from San Francisco, my guest is a singer-songwriter who was on The Voice in 2014. She was on Team Shakira, and we're going to also ask her about a great opportunity that she had to perform with Keith Urban. She has a bunch of music available on iTunes that we'll be talking about. She plays guitar, and you've been hearing one of her songs called Drive of My Life. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment... Episode 50, Lindsay Bruce. Hi there. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to be on your 50th episode. Congratulations. That's a lot of episodes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this and, and making episode 50 so special. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun. Oh, I, I think so, too. I'll try my best to... <laughs> I feel so honored, so I'll do my best not to disappoint you for this big, well, big you, moment. You're, you're already coming through by having a great last name. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. And talking to you, because obviously your, your first name is Bruce and my last name is Bruce, it was so... I kept having to check. I would say, Dear Bruce, or, or you know, and I'm just like, well, is that right? So, well, so two of us, we got I don't, covered. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's too many people that would... You know, oh gee, I put Dear Warzniak. Did I say that? Yeah, that's, that's just a <laughs> mouthful. True. Well, anyhow, um, Lindsay, I don't want to diminish the importance of this, but I, I do want to ask you to just talk about Drive of My Life, which we just played, because sure. I'll tell you, in, in my excitement over this being episode 50 and having so much I want to ask you, when I was writing today's show, I actually skipped right over what is usually standard operating procedure near the start of each episode, meaning asking the guest about the song that played during the intro. So so please do talk about Drive of My Life. Sure, yeah. Um, so I just released an EP last month. Wow. Yeah, it's been a month now um, called Drive of My Life. And the song you just heard was the title track. Um, and it was such a, it's a song that, meant a lot to me um, because I wrote it for Danielle Bradbury, who was a contestant on The Voice um, two seasons before I was. 
Um, and basically I was singing out in Nashville and someone in the audience heard one of my songs and in this crazy twisted, like network Nashville kind of way, he asked me for some songs. He sent them to this man who ended up being the the music producer for the voice. Mm. Um, and they were looking for originals for her. And so knowing what I knew about her and just, she at the time I think was in fifth place, um, or not in fifth place, but she was in the top five. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this song, um, kind of relating to her in terms of you know she was she was young and and she was starting this whole new journey and I knew she was going to do well and probably have to leave home and and start this career and how scary that can be. Um, and so I wrote this song and originally it was about being a long way from Texas and it was called Driving My Life and through like working with the people at the show it, that's how I got introduced um, to audition um, and so. Fast forward, and now I was on the show. So I put, I saved the I saved the song for myself, and now it's about my own journey. Mm. So it, it means a lot because it's just so funny how yeah, that song, yeah. you know, it led to quite a year. Yeah. Well, and it's also interesting because, and in, in, you know, we're going to talk about this at at another point um, during the show today. But episode forty six, my guest was Elena, who's a good friend of yours. Yes. And you know, the the I know that one of the discussions that she and I had. Was that you know she's a she's a singer songwriter, but she was talking about pitching songs to other people, and I said, well, you know, isn't that kind of strange that? And granted, I mean, yes, this goes on all the time, but here's someone that is trying to make a career as a singer, just like you are, and right. so to be writing <laughs> for someone else, and and I'm going, well, wait, you know, aren't you writing for yourself? And conversely, you know, wouldn't it be weird if someone came to you and said, you know, Elena, I want you to, you know, maybe consider singing this song? It's like, well, I write my own songs. Why do I need some brought to me? So kind of that same thing, ironically, that, you know, here's here's Lindsay Bruce, who is on The Voice, and that people are going, oh, yeah, she's that singer who dot, 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 and yet you're talking about a song that you actually wrote for someone else, and, and that's really neat how it came full circle and came back to you. Yeah, I think in Nashville, writing is such a valuable thing that if you write songs, I mean, it's so hard to break through on any level. So if someone is interested in, in cutting one of your songs or, you know, however you're going to kind of get your foot in the door and any way you can kind of be appreciated or get your stuff out there, I think it's like you're just happy if anyone will listen to your stuff. So um, Elena, I'm a huge fan of her and, and her songs. So for me, I'm always like, just somebody, you need to get these songs on the radio. And ideally, it's her. I think she's amazing. Um, but I definitely definitely relate to having these songs and you are attached but at the same time you're you're definitely willing to just get them out there however you can well and that's a you know to me that's a that's a rather humble and and i'm i'm complimenting you it's a rather humble attitude and approach to have because so many people especially appearing on on shows you know such as the voice for example you would tend to think that they're going to be all about becoming known as the performer and not necessarily being (laughs) well if someone cuts one of my songs i'd be happy with that too so good for you Oh gosh! Oh, I, I, I think it's just wanting to be a part of you know the industry, and you know, like Luke Bryan, he wrote, he had um, that big hit for Billy Currington, um, "Good Directions," and we have Sam Hunt, who's now huge, and he wrote "Cop Car" for Keith Urban. I mean, a lot of people mm. um, in Nashville get their deals because they've proven as being, you know, proven themselves as being a, a great writer. So I think it's it's part of the strategy too. I can't say I mean I that's a, he gave me a nice compliment, but I feel like I um it's it's not I think um, a lot of the people in Nashville probably have the same attitude. 
Well, and, you know, as someone in the business like myself who does go back and forth to Nashville, certainly, and, and I've talked about this a number of times on the show, we know that in Nashville, it, you know, I mean, they'll say it all it, it all starts with the song. Uh, but, right. but yeah, by all means, you know, you, you can't walk down the street without bumping into songwriters left and right. Yes. So, um, you know, it's it's to your credit, as, as you said, you know, when, when you are able to get someone significant to take notice of your writing. Right. And I, I think, and Elena too, I think when you do write your own songs and that is so personal, it's, it's just, I don't know. I think it always just means a lot. So I think I always consider myself to be a songwriter first. Um, and so I, I mean, I, I think, and I don't know how she would, um, categorize herself, but when, when you put so much and the lyrics mean so much to you, I think if anything, it's like the biggest compliment to be noticed for your writing, at least in my case, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. Well, a little foreshadowing by the way, because I do have a question in my script, uh, later on in the show that, um, you just started to tip your hand to, but in the meantime, uh, I, I, I actually kind of feel like, okay, now we're starting the show because I, I really did want to give you a chance to talk about drive of my life, but, uh, but, but first and foremost, I, I, I do really want to congratulate you on, on all the success of having been, you know, on, on the voice and, and on team Shakira. I, I, I do wonder though, do you still wake up some days and say, did, did that really happen? <laughs> Oh yeah, I think the more time that goes by, the more I'm. Especially, you know, they had this this season that just ended, and, and watching parts of it on TV, and realizing how you know I was in LA for four months, and at some point it becomes almost normal to be like on the lot or be, you know, around some of these people. Plus, I feel like you're just kind of numb to it. So then yeah. to have space and kind of like decompress and get back into normal life to look back on it. I probably appreciate it now more than ever. It's mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. yeah. It's sure. Crazy. Sure. But yeah. Because when, because when you're in the heat of battle, I mean, you're so focused on doing everything <laughs> right and, and, you know, bringing your absolute yeah. a game and, and having the best performance and not, not mm -hmm. being able to step back and say, Hey, look at where I am. This is pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> I know. I don't think I would have been able to function if I had really been able to um, appreciate it all. Then you just kind of try to just, it's almost like being in survival mode or else if you really, how many people are going to see this or, you know, who am I meeting or, you know, stuff like that. It's like, you just kind of have to just do it or else I would have been paralyzed by fear. Um, so it was cool. Um, it's fun watching it back. Well, you can, you can feel free to, to give the, 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 the counterpoint to the point I'm about to make, but you know, in a, in a previous life, um, I was in a job where I had the opportunity to go to two different Olympics. I was working at, wow. at, at the Summer Olympics uh, in '04 in Athens and '08 in Beijing. And the second time around, a colleague of mine said, "Hey, Bruce, do me a favor when you're over there." And I thought he was going to ask for souvenirs or some kind of whatever. <laughs> and I said, "What's that?" And he said, "You know, just just stop. Just at some point, just stop." Just kind of like look around and, and recognize where you've gotten in your career that here you are, the chief press officer at, at a sport in the Olympics. And there's, you know, how many sports in the Summer Olympics? I said 28. And he said, you're one of only 28 people in the world that can say that you're wow. doing that. And he's so, and, you know, so I, so I did. And thanks to him, you know, I stopped and kind of looked at one point and went, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Look, at, look at what I'm doing. So, you know, I guess I'm making that advice counter to what you just said that, listeners you know if you're an up-and-comer and you find yourself on one of these shows like do take a moment to, to savor it and take it all in but you know yeah. at the same time it, i'll admit as as a music professional as someone in the music business rather you know i would probably advise my client <laughs> bring your a game you know like look back later 
I think in general, one thing I appreciated was the fact that I had been in Nashville for two and a half years before the voice happened. So by the time I actually was there, I was so thankful for the opportunity and I realized how hard it is to get breaks at any level. And so I will say in general, I definitely, it was not lost on me how lucky I was. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think it was more of just like in the performance moments and, and in general, you just, yeah, you try not to put too much pressure on yourself by realizing Well, what it is, but I totally agree. Wh- that's where, good advice. Where are you psychologically with all this, Lindsay? Meaning, are, are you just full of positivity and saying things are just going to keep going up, up, up for me? Or, or are you fretting, you know, the glass being half empty and saying, oh, it's 2015. <laughs> the voice was last year. Now I got to put on my, my big girl boots and prove myself <laughs> all over again to people. Uh, I think it's, uh, honestly, it's an, a pretty even split. And I think that's kind of what keeps things evolving. I think the second you become too comfortable and you're like, Oh, well, I had a great year. Um, no, I think the trick is just to try to keep that momentum going any way that you can. And so for me, I just try to, you know, everything's so connected now with the internet. I sound like I'm 80 years old, like, no, oh, it's the internet. <laughs> but it's crazy the kids and their cell phones. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I always try to just find new opportunities. This year, I got to work with um, Major League Baseball with a song that I wrote. And the Keith Urban thing were both um, things that I kind of sought out and pursued. So I'm always just trying to to keep things going. But there's definitely fear. And there's always these these moments of like, oh, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> oh, my, you know, and so that I but then I think that it when you love something, you just keep doing it. Anyways, and you just have to have some kind of optimism or blind faith that, like, it's going to work out however it's supposed to. So it's a healthy balance, I guess, but it's definitely got a little of both. Well, this is rather interesting because I'm starting to think that, you know, episode 50 being what it is and and, and this being a milestone and the, and the podcast gods are looking down on me. But <laughs> but I think maybe it's it's the Bruce synergy, Lindsay Bruce and Bruce Forsnick, because there's, there's this tremendous synergy developing between us quickly where I'm going, okay, she's got to be careful because she just talked about two things in one answer that I've already got questions written for her later. Oh, no. So this is, uh, this is, I don't know, I'm, I'm thrilled. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a great connection that we're making and I'm, I'm enjoying this. Um, for the last 49 episodes, I've been talking to the up and comers that are listening the, the aspiring singers, songwriters, the entertainers who are trying to learn lessons from the guests that I have on, like yourself. I'm sure the whole experience with The Voice taught you so much. Um, but but if you had to pick just one lesson that you took away from that, what, what would it be so that my listeners can benefit from what you went through there? Um, you know what? I Off the top of my head, it's like absolutely something stands out to me, which is, um, so I went... Uh, Let's see, you go down to L.A. in different periods. And towards the end, I I think it was for the battle round. I was really nervous because I felt like I was, you know, like I said, I I consider myself to be a songwriter first. And there were people that I was competing against who were people they performed and been the lead in every school play since they were young. I mean, people who just, I kind of owned it and had this confidence that I guess I didn't. I mean, I, I still got nervous, so nervous, especially competing um, in this battle, you know, getting ready for the battle. So one thing, one of the vocal coaches told me, she said, you know what separates an ordinary person from a superstar? And I just stood there like, well, no, because (laughs) I wish I did. Um, please tell me. 
And she said, an ordinary person will get up on stage and they'll, you know, they're going to worry about what people are thinking and, and no matter what they're doing, they, you know, they're, they're nervous. They're not really going to sell it. But a superstar, she's like, think of how many people are on TV doing kind of like crazy things, but they don't really care what anyone thinks. And they go up there and they're just into it and they sell it and people like that and it draws people in. So she told me, she was like, go out and sing that song. And don't worry how it sounds and do what feels right to you and just kind of have this attitude of like, just going to, you're going to sell it because it's going to be the best way um, that you can do it. And honestly, that advice helped me so much because I, at least, I mean, I think everyone, maybe it's just me, I'll just stick with me, but has this voice in their head that can be so critical. Um, and it's hard to just have confidence in your own opinion about what you think sounds good or what looks good or, or whatnot. But once she kind of put it like that when I started to go to rehearsals and I kind of carried that forward when it comes to artistic things and you're sharing your songs and, and all of that, it helps to just have this attitude of like, if you love it, just love it and, and kind of own that and not care so much what everyone else is going to say. Cause it's, it's weird how just that attitude um, can make people interested in what you're doing. If that makes any sense. Um, but that's what I'd say. Just kind of, have, I don't know. It sounds so cheesy. Be yourself, believe in yourself, stay true to yourself. But some variation of that I think is absolutely so important. No, it's, it's, it's a good answer. And, 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 you know, I, what I picked up on in particular was, was one part where, where you said, you know, that, that she talked about these people that just get up there and, and I don't want to say wing it, but the picture that I got in my head was the people that some of the viewers casually look at and say, who is this person? They're, they're getting up there and they're just trying to get their 15 minutes of fame. They're, they're acting yeah. like a jerk, but you're right. They're going, you know what? I've been, you know, playing the guitar, you know, while spitting sunflower seeds at the same time for 10 years. And so to them, it's like, hey, this is natural to me. And, and people at home are going, ah, that's goofy. Um, but the fact of the matter is, um, you know, somewhere in there, it, it, it it made a light go on in my head with with episode forty five when I had on uh, Maddie Rodriguez, who's a, a Canadian singer songwriter. She's actually uh, just as a, f- a few days ago um, set up in Nashville for for about five months. But nice. you know, in her case, we were talking about because you mentioned you mentioned Lindsay about so many of the people you know were always the star in in their play or in their musical in high school, yeah. and, and the conversation that I had with Maddie was. You know, you get you get the same situation in sports, you know, where, where you're the top scorer on your team in junior hockey and even as young as midgets. And, you know, then you get drafted. And, and, and of course, because she was Canadian, I was referring to the Toronto Maple Leafs as much as I wanted to refer to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, but, you know, but all of a sudden, you know, you realize that, well, just because you were the leading scorer doesn't mean that you're going to stay in the pros. You might get sent to, the, sent to the minor leagues or you might not even make it. So as intimidating as that right. might be for some people to recognize that, oh, my gosh, all these other contestants, they were like the star of their high school plays and musicals and whatnot. Well, you know, that's, that's noteworthy, but they might not have what it takes, you know, to, to go to advance on the voice. So, yeah, which helped me too, because I would see people that I thought were just hands down, like, how could this person just not win? Like I, people I admired and thought were so amazing and then they wouldn't make it past a certain, you know, there was cuts all the way. And so you learn to be like, oh my gosh, well, even if I cut, even if I, if I even if I get cut or lose, I'm going to be in such good company. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well so, said. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Well said. Well, listeners, uh, listeners, this is really cool. As has been the case on the last 49 episodes, I'm going to be giving you uh, my guest's website address and social media sites. But in the case 
of Lindsay with YouTube, there's a video of her performing in concert with Keith Urban and Lindsay. I gotta ask you, how? Yeah, how cool was that? I dare I ask, was that even more cool than being on The Voice, or, or is that kind of apples to oranges? Oh, you know, I, it's it's so hard to say because for one thing, I don't know that I could have done it if I hadn't gone on The Voice first. Mm. Like w- when I went to perform with Keith, they handed me in-ear monitors, which you may have yeah. seen on TV. I mean, they just look like headphones basically. Um, and I had a wireless mic. And and those things are things that you had to have to like have a little bit of experience with, or at yeah. least I, yeah. you know, I had not before The Voice. Um, and being on the stage like that, after really being in Nashville and doing writer's nights. Um, so I feel like they definitely were complimentary, but I have to say, I think the Keith Urban moment was something that was like probably like a definite highlight of my life. <laughs> definitely sure. sticks out. Yeah. Did, I'm curious, did those, whatever it is, I don't have the, the YouTube video in front of me, but the four minutes right. or however long the song was, <laughs> did they seem like the four longest or fastest minutes of your life? <laughs> oh gosh. Or both um, probably, probably both. Yeah, yeah. I'm you so know, nervous. Uh, How is this going? What do you mean it's done? <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I had watched a lot of, um, you know, the same advice I was just talking about with like, just going up there. Like I didn't, I didn't want to be, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of shy, honestly, when I'm not performing. And so going up there and being next to Keith Urban, there were so many elements that could just make you like, just, I could have just like frozen up. And so I think, Part of my strategy was just to go and and ha- try to have fun, and um, which was hard. Like it was like it was like a mental. I don't know. I feel like you kind of had to adopt that mentality of like just go out there and be yourself and have fun because it's like <laughs> if you try too hard or think about it too much in front of all those people. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm laughing at that statement because I'm thinking, yeah, just go out there and have fun. Like, never mind the fact that there's 18 and a half thousand people here and here, you know, watching us. No big deal. It's weird. I, I, for me, I guess it's like a sink or swim thing where it's like, if you take, if you think about it too seriously, I will get like, I get nervous. So it's like, you almost just have to be like, okay, you know what? I'm here. You just got to go do it. Well, so yeah, God bless you because I'm I'm here to say you did a phenomenal job and and you and you oh, not you. only did you sound amazing but you know watching that video you can you do look like you were really having a great time up there so yeah. uh, for what it's worth coming from me job well done because I I just oh, I just you. really enjoyed watching the video and and thank listeners you. I encourage you to, to go watch it as well. Thank you. Well, he also so we had sound check earlier in the day for that, which honestly, when you talk about like a long four minutes, that was probably the longest ten minutes. Just because, imagine singing without a crowd, and it's just you and Keith, who you've just Ooh. met, Ooh. Um, and you've got all the band and everyone listening to you. They've never heard you sing live before, so they're all oh. kind of listening to make sure you're okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. So that, and he was so nice. Um, oh. So that was a stressful time. But then up on stage, I think part of the reason it looks like I'm having fun is because he's. I mean, if you look at him, he's so, I guess, you know, he's so, in, like, not into it, but he makes it easy to be into it, you know? Like, he mm-hmm. was such a nice person to perform with, because he could have just stood there and ignored me, and that yeah. would have been yeah. so awkward. So, yeah. I appreciated that. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from San Francisco is singer-songwriter Lindsay Bruce. Visit her official website at www.lindsaybrucemusic.com. She is active on social media, too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on to link over to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And she even has a page on cmt.com. And, of course, purchase her music. As I mentioned in the intro, she has a lot of music available on iTunes. 
Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R, yes, even on episode 50, I'm still spelling it for the people that think it's H-E-R-E. Smack forehead here. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It'll just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast. We're on episode 50, so what have you learned from it? Which episode did you like the best? Or maybe even, what is your favorite part of the show? Post all of that on the Facebook page I just mentioned, or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. Somewhat recently, um, episode 44 in particular, listeners, if you want to go back and check out that one, my guest was Sonny Sweeney who is going to be opening up for Miranda Lambert on select dates during this year's Certified Platinum Tour. Lindsay, you had the opportunity to work with Miranda Lambert. Talk about that whole experience. And again, if if you don't mind, you know, maybe maybe one or two lessons learned from her. (laughs) Um, Well, so, yeah, Miranda was um, Shakira's mentor um, when I was on The Voice. And honestly, so when I was, when I auditioned, I had a choice between um, Adam, Team Adam and Team Shakira. And I was so torn because I'm a huge Adam fan. Um, it has nothing and, to do with the fact that he's gorgeous, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, nothing to do with it. Um, no, but really, I mean, I'm like a huge fan of his writing. And so, I mean, but Shakira had just, I don't know, it was one of those things like in the moment, it just was like, my my heart was telling me, I'm using so many cliches, but they <laughs> seem so, they seem so real to me. People, excuse um, me, let me just interrupt you. People who are listening to this, this episode for the first time or for the, this show for the first time are thinking, is this what happens on, like, I'm not going to listen to any of those ones he's talked about or any of 1 through 49. This is such a cliched show. It's Lindsay Bruce, okay? <laughs> and by the <laughs> yeah, way, folks. Promise- she was on The Voice. She reserves the right to use cliches if she wants to. Big star, big guest. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I, I promise I'll stop. It's amazing how many of them I've been using, but thinking that they're original thoughts. But now I finally understand why why they exist, because it's like the only, the only thing that comes to my head. But, it fits. Um, it's applicable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but basically, once once I figured out that Miranda was um, Shakira's mentor. I was just so thankful for whatever happened in that moment, um, whatever my heart was telling me, um, because Miranda is a huge, um, huge inspiration of mine. Um, so I think working with her, so she knew um, Miranda had asked me if I wrote songs, and we were talking about this really big note um, in, in our battle song, which was Turn on the Radio by Reba McIntyre, the big song. And I was kind of afraid of this big note. Um, and so I would kind of sing it. And I mean, it, it doesn't hurt. I mean, I was in front of Miranda and Shakira singing this big <laughs> note. So it was like, oh, my gosh, of all the places to try out this note. Um, but she said, you know, she's like, you know, I write songs, too. And I think there's this tendency when you write songs, you write them in your comfort zone. Um, and the keys that are, you know, they don't really stretch you. And she's like, you know, Blake, he pushes me. He he encourages me to, to try notes and go for it. Mm. Um, and so she, her thing was like, you know, I think that you probably see yourself more as a songwriter and not a singer. And you have these notes that are intimidating, but I think you can actually hit them. You just have to commit to it. Mm. And it, it kind of all goes back to that whole, 
this attitude of like, get out of your own head, stop criticizing yourself, stop worrying what everyone's going to think and just go for it. Easier said than done. (laughs) Um, But just the fact that she had like somehow made it like we were both in the same boat. I was like, okay, I don't think that's the case. I think you can probably hit any note you want to. But um, that advice of just kind of going for it and and trying to get out of your own way was appreciated. And then I think the other thing was – well, I guess having attitude, Miranda has no shortage of that. And what I think if you ever could see the, the footage of us um, rehearsing on the second day, I was probably standing there completely straight, like, like completely like stiff. Mm. Um, and her, her advice was just, I guess, more of the same of just going for it. And I think that, se- that seems to be the trend of advice that I got. But um, honestly, just meeting her and she was very encouraging it and all that and that somehow that that did a lot for me just i guess inspiring me even though it wasn't specific advice well i know that at the end of episode three of now hear this entertainment i asked shannon mcgrain who was a top 12 finisher in 2012 on american idol if she still kept in touch with anyone from the show be it other participants and or even the judges um how about with you Lindsay? with with people from the voice last year yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you kind of, you definitely bond with people. I mean, you're, you're all in the same boat. That's the thing. Um, and so Alaska and Maddie, they're a duo. They were on team Blake and, um, we, I mean, we like, actually we were all just tweeting each other. I was tweeting Alaska's mom and the girls, they came to, to, um, Napa, which is close to me. I just saw them uh, about a month and a half ago. So we talk, we group text, we see each other and, and you know, they just moved out to Nashville and I'll go see them. So, and then just in general, texting and, and through social media on Instagram, like we all comment on each other's stuff. So that definitely is the case. Um, and then with the new season that just happened, especially through Twitter, um, just reaching out to people, current contestants. I don't I don't hang out with Shakira regularly or anything mm-hmm. like that. But um, the contestants, I think I'm act, well, I think it was it's just you can't help but have this kind of bonding experience. So, um, yeah, that's definitely stayed true where we still still talk. Let me give you a little advice. Say it this way on future interviews. Shakira doesn't hang around me much, but... <laughs> but I hang around her all the time. She doesn't but if I know wanted it. to. Yes. Well, you know, in all seriousness, though, I think that's... Um, I think that's important to, to have that little, uh, if, if I'm not overstating it or, or stepping out of bounds with this, but a little support network because obviously only yeah. one person wins. And I don't right. want to say that, that there needs to be a big old pity party and, and everyone <laughs> needs to console each other, you know, but there is kind of that that separation anxiety of, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. now the show's over and I didn't win and, and okay, so, you know, what am I going to do next? So to be able to talk to someone who can directly relate. You know, it's yeah. not, oh, I'd like to talk about, to a fellow songwriter about this idea I have. It's like, no, this is entirely different. You know, th- have you been on The Voice? No. Okay, you don't know what I'm going through. Um, and again, like I said, I don't want this to sound pessimistic. It's just important. No. And I think I think it's probably an asset to be able to have that strong connection to that, that group of, of fellow participants that, you know, we're, we're right there on the front line with you. Yeah, I think it's, um, if you look at how many of these shows there are and how many people come off these shows, it's kind of like everyone, you're kind of dumped out of the show in the real world and you're, that was a weird way of saying that, but it's kind of how it feels. (laughs) So you're left to figure out what are the next steps and what are you going to do? So I think having, having people 
who are also trying to figure it out um, is helpful because we're all kind of in the same boat on, on the other side of things. So no, I, t- I totally agree with what you Yeah, what I mean, no said. matter, no matter what your profession is, you know, if, if you can have this input from your peers, I mean, it's not unlike mm-hmm. being in my business and, and saying, you know, if there's other people that are music publicists, they would be a tremendous asset to me. Can I talk to people that do public relations in the healthcare system? Yeah, I mean, I can, but, you know, we're not really going to know, you know, the, the, the details, the nitty-gritty of, of what each other's doing every day. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is a mechanics bonus. When you have external links on your website, make sure they're set to open in a new browser window. Whether you're sending people to one more of your social media sites or perhaps to iTunes or even to a website that has an article about you, your website should still be open in a browser window when they're done at that destination you sent them to. This can only help your chances of them then visiting other pages on your site as opposed to other pages on the site you sent them to. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Let's move along now to, to present day and, and tell the listeners what you're up to as 2015 begins, what, what you're working on now. <laughs> what I'm working on now is kind of more of the same. I mean, I'm still applying to different like opportunities and, and always submitting videos and, and things like that. Um, for February and March, it's possible that I'll be in Nashville um, for both months in their entirety. Um, I have someone back there that I, I love writing with, and he's a producer and has a really cool sound. Um, and so looking ahead of that, what I'm doing right now is talking to radio promoters about possibly um, doing something with um, the radio that will play independent artists on the West Coast and doing some kind of small radio tour or tour of the West Coast. Um, and really, I'm still figuring out what the, what the best way is to get everything out there. Um, but I know with my band, we're recording songs now. And the main strategy is just to put try to keep writing music that I like um, and that I hope people will like. And just, I think one thing it's can be so overwhelming, but the, I think the most important thing is just creating content that people want to listen to. And from there, things tend to fall into place. Um, so there's a little bit of blind faith in all of this. Um, and it's always this constantly evolving strategy. But what I have to say is most of the things that have happened for me, it's like just kind of been either luck or momentum or, I don't know. I, I feel like things have evolved pretty naturally. And so even though right now I don't have this big announcement or, you know, we, the EP just came out, I don't have, you know, the next EP on the horizon already. Mm-hmm. Um, things, um, I think just trying to keep your eye out for new opportunities and keep creating music, mm-hmm. it just kind of, you know, knock on wood, things kind of evolve as they're supposed to. So basically I have no idea what, where <laughs> I'm going to go, but I, but I have a lot of plans. So we'll see. It's always kind of like that. You just got to be flexible and try to keep writing and recording. I want to mention that uh, you are a proud Californian, um, <laughs> but but describe for the listeners though, because you did mention um, you know probably being in, in Music City in February and March. Describe for the listeners how you, I'll say, budget your time, how you plan, you know, as far as when you'll be in Nashville and when you'll stay out west. Um, I mean, I think 
some of it is just kind of like when I go to Nashville, I try to maximize my time there. I mean, I lived there full time for two and a half years and that's helpful because I have contacts and whatever, but things change so much. So, I mean, you, you need to be there and you need to see people and be playing out. Um, so for me, I'll try to I'll wait a certain amount of time where it's like, okay, I'm going to start booking so that when I go out, everything, it's a full, it's a full month or two. Um, so I'll line up as many, um, co-writes as I can and times to play and as many meetings to try to make the most of it. And then I feel like you kind of run your course and then I'll come back to California and do what I can here. I have a band here. Um, and I write most of my songs by myself. And so I can kind of do that from anywhere. Um, and so for me, like financially, it works actually better for me to go between the two than being in Nashville full time. And I've also found that when I w- was in Nashville, it was harder almost to get meetings or it was get, it's easier for me to be like, Hey, I'm going to be in town for this much time. Can I book something here? I don't know. I've kind of learned how to try to maximize my time in both places sure. by going between sure. the two. Um, but it isn't like set in stone ahead of time that I'm going to alternate every two months or, you know, um, a lot of it's just kind of like, okay, these opportunities are up to record with this person or I with this person. Let's, let's plan a trip yep. around it. Yep. And I see what you're saying because, you know, I, I sort of take the same strategy when I go there that, okay, look, I'm going to be there for this period of time. I need to maximize my time there and get as many meetings set and get all my appointments done on that trip. And, and I think conversely, and I'm almost reading between the lines in your answer, it is obviously more difficult for someone to cancel a meeting with you when they know that yeah. they can't say, ah, you know what, can, can we just try next week or the week after? Because they're going to go, well, no, I'm going to be back in San Francisco then. Yeah. So, uh, and, yes. and, you know, mind you, I think that's just being prudent on the, on the part of people like you know, you, you and me that, that go back and forth. Uh, and, and I don't think it's, you know, playing dirty pool. It's just kind of the way that, that you have to do business there. Well, right. And I think one thing I would tell anybody going out there is be prepared to be canceled on a lot. Like I feel like (laughs) you will get canceled. Everybody I think is trying to figure out, especially now how to make money with, with music. And it's, it's with streaming and I mean, I think it's just kind of a new time and everyone, as soon as a bigger meeting comes up, it's like, it's like a domino effect almost where it's like, people are going to move you around and you'll move someone else. I mean, so you can't take it too personally and you have to be persistent. Um, but I think it does help if you have some kind of, um, timeline because it helps you to, it helps me, I guess, to be more assertive too and be like, okay, well, you know, I don't know. Um, I feel like I've almost gotten more done in my time split than I did when I was there full time. And that could be for totally other reasons, but, um, sure. so far it's working out. So for as long as it does, um, this tends to be the, the plan. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from San Francisco is singer-songwriter Lindsay Bruce. Visit her official website at www.lindsaybrucemusic.com. She is active on social media, too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on to link over to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And as I mentioned before, she even has a page on cmt.com. And of course, do purchase her music. As I mentioned in the intro, she has a lot of music available on iTunes. So spend some time there, preview the tunes, and uh, do <laughs> purchase them legally and, <laughs> and support her, as she just mentioned, of uh, trying to make money in the music business uh, in these changing <laughs> times. Uh, be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. 
spelled H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there. Just one field to complete. That's it. Subscribe to this podcast, too, please, and tell others about it as well, friends, family, neighbors, coworkers. Subscribing to the podcast is free, and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. It'll just download automatically when a new episode comes out, so you don't have to go looking for it. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, as I mentioned before, I really would welcome your feedback on the podcast, uh, the suggestions I gave, and you can go your own way. Excuse the Fleetwood Mac with this. Uh, but, you know, what have you learned from listening to Now Hear This Entertainment? Which episode did you like the best? And, and maybe even what's your favorite part of the show? Post all of that for me on the Facebook page that I just mentioned or send an email the email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. I was talking, Lindsay, about you being a proud Californian, and uh, yeah. here's here's something that you started to tip your hand to a little bit earlier when I mentioned that we're uh, establishing some great synergy. I don't know if you could have ever imagined being on The Voice, but you wrote and sang The Giants song, which is about Major League Baseball's San Francisco Giants. Uh, Could you ever have imagined putting out a song that someone wanted to interview you about for the Major League Baseball website? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I think, um, and I, you know, I feel like the more I talk to you and get the, get the feeling there are a lot of um, aspiring musicians or songwriters or people who are doing exactly what I'm doing who hear this. Um, So I'll say this, um, kind of just just to be honest about how it all came about and and to give maybe people ideas for things that they can do coming off the voice I had a lot of hometown attention and and stuff out here in California and that was completely new for me because I mean I moved to Nashville right after college and really hadn't done any shows or anything with music before Mm -hmm. Nashville so my hometown I never played a show really Mm. I guess I had that I guess I played one festival here but I really hadn't done much so this was kind of like the first time I was actually playing shows and meeting local local people um and so I took kind of took advantage of that and I finished this song that I had been kind of been working on about the giants and started playing it at hometown shows. Um, and people like, it was like the number one requested song. Um, (laughs) and so we recorded it and I feel like, I mean, I just feel like as far as when you're doing something, I mean, looking for opportunities of, you know, what people want to listen to and when they're willing to come out to your shows, I guess I would just say that as a piece of advice, um, um, because it helped me. And, um, and then with, with the, with the invitation to come out to New York, I mean, that was just like insane. Um, but but how, d- how did you get the attention of MLB.com? I mean, it, it, it can't be that easy. Just as, <laughs> you know, I wrote a song about the Giants. And by the way, uh, <laughs> listeners, go go on Lindsay's website and, and watch. She's got a link there that takes you over to MLB.com because because uh, the, there's a performance of the song and then there's an interview. And so she's talking about the fact that, you know, it's referencing, you know, a Dodger fan and things like that. It's, it's a really, yeah. really clever song. But I'm sorry, um, I was asking <laughs> no. you how, uh, you know, how, yeah. how you go from writing and performing that song to MLB.com so, wanting to interview you. So the first... So the first show after um, The Voice was like my hometown show. The band didn't know about the song, but I was like, yeah, I saw a lot of giant tats in the audience, and I was like, okay, I'm going to sing this song. I just I just finished it. It was just me and my guitar. So no one um, who had really been helping me out or playing with me in the band had heard the song. And after they heard it, um, they were like, oh, my gosh, we need to send this to the Giants. We need to da-da-da-da. Mm. So um, they had a friend who basically knew somebody at the Giants and also was helping me out. She wanted to 
to help me with, with marketing or whatever she could. I mean, I had a lot of hometown support people who were willing to help me, you know, however, just to be kind of a part of it. Mm-hmm. So she sent out, I, I honestly don't even know how it was totally nailed down, but she must have sent out many, many emails trying to, to talk to anyone that they could. And they were interested in it. I mean, Giants, we have, we're, we got a lot of Giants fans where I'm from and there's, um, and, and they're they're I think they're, I mean, they're so awesome to their fans. So, um, I wasn't, well, I don't know. Actually, I was completely surprised <laughs> at every level that there was interest. Um, and so somehow that email chain went to the, the, yeah, the MLB cause they have a whole, depart- a whole division about uh, music and, and their social media. So, Somehow, I guess luck is the answer. <laughs> it got set out there. Uh, we mentioned before that on episode 46, your good friend Elena was the guest and, and mentioned that you and her had at one point done one of those online concerts together. And listeners, yes. um, you've heard me talk about this on, on previous episodes. It's it's where a performer is online doing a show from, say, their living room, and you're watching from your home. Lindsay, does does being on The Voice play with your head a little bit to where you think, mm, I don't know that I could go back and do something like one of those online concerts now. <laughs> I was on The Voice. Or is it a case of, hey, Bruce, I, I need to keep performing and keep my name out there and stay in front of my fans. So if that's what it takes, I'm glad to do it okay that is actually a very that's a great question because people that um you know i feel like i have people that i talk to and and get advice from and um try, you know it's like i don't know people i don't know my the advice to me has been like you can't make more youtube videos you can't do anything that gives the perception that you haven't made progress because i started making youtube videos um so their thing is like you know from now on the stuff you put out there needs to be more polished you need to be doing like at least low budget music videos to share new songs and all of this. But my feeling is a, I just love making videos and that's, you know, you got, I mean, that's, that's how I started, but that was for a reason because I love doing it. And so I've decided to be rebellious. And to me, it's like, no, like I want to talk to people and the whole idea, I mean, there's so much of it is perception and what people see online, but realistically it's like, most of my time I am available to do a show on the computer and I want to talk to people. So, um, whether that's smart or not, or good strategy or not, um, to me, that's like the fun part. That's like the reward is getting to like talk to whoever is actually willing to listen to your music. So right or wrong. No, I I think that's like my favorite part. (laughs) Well, that's a good answer. And you know, it does bring up Elena was saying, you know, that, that on the one hand, it is very strange to sit there, do the song and, there's silence, <laughs> you oh, know, and yeah, you're kind of like, okay, this is strange. No one's applauding, but she <laughs> totally. also made the great point uh, that that you know is you're you're basically saying the same thing just a different way. That it is an actual way to reach out. I mean, especially because you're in California, there might be you know people in Alabama that want to see you perform. There there are probably people in Brazil that want to see you perform, and yeah, it's just yeah. not that easy. So you're able to sit on your couch and do this online, and you know, quote unquote, talk to those people and give them access, as opposed to saying, "Well, I was on The Voice, so I can't do that." And now you're shutting yeah. you're shutting those people out and, and denying them an opportunity to to engage with you somehow. Right. Well, I think if you look at people, I mean, I, I don't think anyone's too big and certainly I don't feel like I am. But if you look at, I think that's the trend is that no matter who you are, people are, are wanting, I mean, I look at Taylor Swift. I mean, she's always the poster person for this kind of thing, but it seems <laughs> like her whole thing is like leaving comments on people's Tumblr pages. And I think, um, 
there's definitely a reward to it. And I think that's just the nature of things now is you can talk to people. So why wouldn't you want to? Um, so I, obviously I have a bias that I think it's awesome, but um, I understand both sides. Yeah. And, you know, there is something to be said for, for people keeping people talking about you. I mean, obviously you want it to be positive, dot, dot, dot. But in this case, you know, as you're saying, it, it gives them an opportunity to, to continue to see you and interact with you. Yeah. I, mean, I love that. I feel like with me, like I've, so many of the people that um, follow me on different me- social media sites, it's like you feel like you know them. Like if people that listen to your music, it's like there's this like the special place in your heart for them. And I feel like they are friends. So hanging out with them, I don't know. I never want to feel like I can't do that anymore. Yeah, there was a, there was, there was a moment on that, and I referred um, a little earlier in today's show, I referred to episode 45 with Maddie Rodriguez, and she told a story just like that about some some fan of hers who's so supportive that he always comments on her, her Facebook posts and you know follows her on Twitter and all this. And so she did a show, um, and I think it was in Toronto, uh, for her 21st birthday, and uh, and 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 at one point from the stage, you know, she announced over the microphone. She asked, "Is so and so in the crowd tonight?" Um, oh because gosh. the guy was so supportive that she just wanted to meet him in person and, and thank him, you know, for being so Aww. loyal. Yeah, so. Um, you know, those things, you know, as, as you're, as you're suggesting, those things do go a long way uh, on both sides. I mean, I'm sure, you know, for you, it's very rewarding to meet these people in person. Absolutely. I mean, I think that for me, they motivate and they, I mean, what they do is so, um, I guess evident to me, like just leaving comments, you, you recognize the people that listen to your songs and, and, you know, I feel like that's what keeps me going. I mean, just feeling like, okay, well, if I'm going to write something, somebody's going to listen to it. Um, and Elena, who we've mentioned a number of times and who I think is the, is the way you guys got my name. Um, she is so special to me and I appreciate her so much because she's actually, she is so supportive of so many people in Nashville. When I was there last, she came out to one of my shows and not only is it hard because people are busy, but it's also very hard to be, in a competitive environment when there's other people doing the same thing and to remain like actually truly supportive and refer them for things and try to be happy for them. And she is not just for me, but she's, I mean, she's one of maybe like a handful of people that I actually have met, including myself, because I'll be the first one that it's hard. You get jealous, you get, you know, you feel like, Oh God, you know, you get defeated. It's hard to um, stay not just positive, but supportive. So I'm so thankful to her for that. Um, And really support from anywhere. It's just so, so appreciated in this, in this industry, and I imagine probably any. So, well, yeah, I was just going to say I don't, I don't dare put myself in the same category as you, and I'm not stargazing oh. here. But you know, you've you've been on the Voice, and, and what have I been on? I've been on now here this entertainment for 50 episodes, but doing the show, you know, as you say, it it really does mean a lot, and that's why I'm genuine every week, even though I have it written in my script, and and it may sound like I'm reading a script. I genuinely do want to hear the listeners' feedback because. Just like right. you as a songwriter or performer, there are certain days uh, where you're sitting there and you're not really into it and you're going, you know, is, an, is anybody even liking my music? Is anyone, you know, you can look at right. the sales report and see who's downloading it and where they're buying it from and stuff. But, you know, that's why it's so important to me that, you know, I, I, I love having these guests on like yourself that have, you know, very entertaining stories to tell to the Lindsey Bruce fans, but you've also got some great advice to give to the up and comers. And I want to hear from the listeners because it, it, like you said, it's, it's what makes it worthwhile, you know, to get up in the morning and and in my case, you know, write my, my, write my show, or in your case, write a new song or, or travel, you know, a good distance to do a show because you get that feedback that, you know, just really uh, provides great value. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think especially, too, when you're doing something you love and you're close to and it means a lot, it just means that much more when, when people respond. So, yeah, I hope to, you know, do as much as possible to get to know people. And I would love, I mean, I think that story you told was great. And I think that doing a show and getting to meet some of these people that are only, you know, a Twitter a Twitter name or you, you feel like you know through Instagram, I would love to be able to tour and, and meet people. That's just so awesome. Yeah. Well, um Here's the here's the last of the, uh, the 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 questions that I had that that we started to foreshadow earlier on. I've I've started asking this question to a few guests over over the course of some of the last say maybe ten ish shows. Uh, I'm, I think it might have started with with C J Watson in episode forty one, and and I've learned in asking a couple of guests this that I I need to craft this just the right way so you understand uh, the spirit in which I'm asking you this. So so Lindsay, you sing. You write your own songs and you play guitar. So right. there, there's actually going to be two questions here. Of the <laughs> of those three, singing, writing songs, and playing guitar, what is number one? What is number two? And what is number three in terms of what people probably associate Lindsay Bruce with? Singing, songwriting, or playing guitar? And then also you can you can have a second go at the question and and just say in terms of you know which do you enjoy the most in second and third? Um. Well, I would think. I mean, I guess in my head, right or wrong, I would think people would associate first songwriting um, and then singing and then guitar. I mean, a guitar I picked up kind of as a necessity because I wanted to be able to kind of make something more of my songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be like the first to admit, like I, I'm, I try to get better at guitar, but I am not some amazing guitar player. Like I can basically <laughs> play well enough. I will turn any song into being like in the key of G. <laughs> like, <laughs> as, um, yeah. So transpose that, is your best friend. <laughs> yes. No. It, oh my gosh. I'm like close enough. You know, playing Stairway to Heaven and like D or with like three chords. Um, no, but I, so that's how I. I mean, that's how I see other people seeing me. But I think the voice, obviously, the title of it is the voice. So. Post that, I mean, there's a lot of people that um, I got introduced to through social media who had no idea I even wrote music mm-hmm. um, or, you know, just thought of me more as being like a singer. So that might be the case now, but I guess I just, I see myself as being definitely um, first and foremost a songwriter. And um, now I'm starting to see myself more um, as a singer. I mean, I do practice, and the voice, you do get a lot of vocal training, so I guess now that's part of it, but I think always a songwriter first and a guitar player last, so yeah, and as, as, I, as I know. As I said, and I think it was that same episode 41 with C.J. Watson, I, I, I think the genesis of that question came from uh, my, my very public uh, love for the group Rush, uh, which I've mentioned on many shows as my all-time favorite band, and, and I think of Getty Lee the lead singer, and you see what I just did there? The lead singer. I didn't say Getty Lee the keyboardist oh. or Getty Lee the bass player. And, you know, if you asked Getty, he would probably say, you know, well, I'm a keyboard player third, you know, and, and so these <laughs> these people like yourself that are, are multi-talented, it's interesting to, to, you know, to see the fans' perspective versus the individual themselves oh, yeah. to say, like you just said, you know, oh, gosh, Bruce, you know, guitar player, distant third. So um, just, a, just, a, just a fun little way um, – to almost close out the show, we're, we're going to wrap up today with another song of yours uh, called Fool's Gold. So before we close, if you would, um, just tell the listeners about that one, please, if you would. Sure. You know, this is actually a song I wrote right after meeting Miranda. And I think you can kind of hear that. Um, there's this very, It's a very singer-songwriter type of vibe. Um, and 
after meeting her, I was just like, I downloaded every song of hers I didn't already own. And I was so <laughs> inspired. Um, and this song is called Fool's Gold. And it's kind of about um, the end of a relationship or the end of something. And one of the things that helps you get over it is realizing that what you lost isn't really what you thought you lost. And that it's not going to be so hard to replace. Um, and so it's kind of like fool's gold. You know, when you figure out something isn't as valuable or rare as, as you maybe thought, it's easier to get over the fact that you lost it. Um, so that's the idea. And okay. hopefully okay. the song fills in the blanks. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this one and the one we played at the beginning, you know, I love them both. I, I always enjoy the, the, the portion of my show preparation where I get to listen to the songs in advance that the guest uh-huh. sends to me. And I really enjoyed listening to both of these. And, and listeners, um, you know, I, I'm sure you'll have the same reaction. So as I said before, uh, you know, do do legally um, purchase Lindsay's music and, and support her because, um, you know, she can be mentioned in the same sentence with Shakira in terms of having worked with her on The Voice. But, uh, you know, if it's, it's going to be uh, the fans really uh, supporting her continually now and, and buying her music that's going to allow her to be someday mentioned in the same sentence financially with Shakira. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Any sentence with Shakira, I'm, I'd be so thankful. So. <laughs> well, yes. Lindsay, I've really, really enjoyed this. It's been so much fun, and, and I just uh, thank you Absolutely. ever so much for, for making the time to do this today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Congratulations again on 50 episodes. I can see, I, I think you're going to have at least another, I mean, gosh, I'm going I'm to be downloading. I can't wait for the 100th episode and just <laughs> keep seeing more milestones. Outstanding. Well, uh, I will close as always by formally thanking my guest today. We heard from singer-songwriter Lindsay Bruce. Do visit her official website at www.lindsaybrucemusic.com. Remember that she is active on social media, too. Like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, watch her videos, and subscribe to her channel on YouTube, and follow her on Instagram. And remember that you can easily access all of those through the social media icons on her website homepage, lindsaybrucemusic.com. For that matter, tell her that you heard her interview and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, as I just said, do purchase her music. There's lots of it available on iTunes. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating that actually helps the show quite a bit. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. As I mentioned before, let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel all on nowhearthis.biz or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. There you go. Episode 50 is in the books. Thanks again, listeners. Lindsay Bruce, the guests on episodes 1 through 49. And thank you, Crystal Blue Sound Studios. We'll send you out today with another song by Lindsay Bruce. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Fool's Gold. Sitting on bed around the 
good being too good to be true But I saw you shining like a diamond on the ground And I couldn't believe what I'd found I thought that maybe I had the luck to find A heart of gold that seemed to see the world like mine But it was rare, so I held on to it tight And I couldn't believe you were mine Can be some other fool's gold. 